0: All right, let me try something here, see if you guys know the proper response. He is risen. risen Lots of Catholics in here today. Wow. (laughs) At the first service, most of them didn't know what to say, you know. Let's try it again. He is risen indeed, okay? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Yeah. Don't you feel good now? You could fit in just about any church with that one. (laughs) All right. Well, the night before Jesus was crucified, he made a very strange statement that nobody who heard it understood it. This is what he said. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. What in the world did he mean by that? They were probably wondering, what do you mean? We are alive. What does he mean we're about to come alive? Easter is all about coming alive. That's what it's about. Jesus Christ proved he was who he said he was. He said, I'm God. I'm going to let them kill me on a tree, put me up on a tree, kill me, crucify me, and then I'm going to be buried for three days and then I'm going to raise myself back up. He did just that. He proved who he said he was, was who he was. And in history now, in history, time is divided by B.C. and A.D. Every time you say 2013, you're referring to the number of years since that event, Now, almost everybody knows that part of the Easter story. What most people don't know is the part of the story that involves you and me. Here's what the Bible says. Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. What is the better life? What is that all about? Now, in America, we know a lot about the good life. You know, the good life. In fact, you're probably living the good life. Most of us have a good home, a good family, a good job. We might be in good health. You could say, I've got it good. And you're right. You've got it good. You're living the good life. Compared to the rest of the world, you are. But what if there was something more? What if beyond the good life, there was a better life? And and, and what if you were missing out on something that you didn't even know about? What if God intended more than just the good life for you? Would you want to know about it? I would. We often settle for less because we don't know there's anything better. When I was a baby, my parents fed me Gerber's strained spinach. Mmm, mmm, so good. That's because I didn't know any better. (laughs) Okay. Now, I think it tastes a little bit more like turtle spit. In fact, I think parents feeding this to babies is a mild form of child abuse, and they should be arrested for doing it. Well, then in grade school, I learned about SpaghettiOs. Now, that was a step up from strained spinach. (laughs) Then I became a teenager, and I learned about Steak and Shake Five-Way Chili. Man, now we're talking. Yeah, we're talking now. Today, I've tasted lots of great foods. You're saying, David, it looks like you've tasted lots of great foods. Pam's cooking all the time, right? (laughs) But I would never go back to strained spinach because I've tasted something better. There is something better. Well, beneath this image of the good life, there are three dirty little secrets that we don't like to talk about much. One is that people feel exhausted in the good life. They're worn out. They say, I'm tired all the time. I can't keep up the pace. I'm overloaded, out of energy. I'm exhausted. Another thing, exhaustion leads to the second thing, emptiness. It's emptiness. You say, I couldn't sign up for another thing. I, I couldn't be committed to anything else. I'm stretched to the limit. And all it does is leave me empty inside. We think to ourselves, if this good life is so good... And how come I'm not being fulfilled? Why don't I feel more meaning in my life? Getting more, having more, doing more, accomplishing more. If it's so good, why am I not satisfied? Then the emptiness leads to entrapment. I can't count the number of times people come up to me and say, David, I just feel trapped. I feel trapped with my finances or my debt. I don't know if I'm ever going to get out of it. I feel trapped in my relationship. Maybe it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Maybe it's a marriage. You think, I can't get out. I can't get on with it. I just, I'm trapped. I feel trapped by the expectations of other people around me. I feel trapped by guilt. They say I feel trapped by fear, trapped by my own anger, or by bitterness toward somebody who hurt me. I'm even a slave to my schedule ever feel like any of those? You ever feel exhausted, empty, and trapped? Well, there's an antidote, and it's the better life. The reason God brought you here today is so you can learn about the better life. There's something more, and you're about to come alive. What is the better life that Jesus Christ offers? I'm going to give you three things today. The first thing about the better life, it's filled with meaning. It's filled with purpose to live. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. That's not the greatest. It's not even close to the greatest tragedy. The greatest tragedy is to live your entire life without knowing your purpose. Unfortunately, many people go through life that way. They don't have any idea why God put them on earth. What am I here for? That's the big question. Well, I'll be blunt. The good life isn't good enough. It's just not good enough. Looking good, feeling good, having the goods, it just doesn't work. Not enough to make you happy. If it were true that that stuff made you happy, then Hollywood would be the happiest place on earth. But it's not. That's why all the trash-talking gossip magazines love Hollywood. There's so much to write about. Being filled with meaning is better than being filled with things. A lot of people confuse a full life with a meaningful life. Having a full schedule is not the same as having a fulfilled life. So we search for the meaning Search for meaningness, search for purpose through all kinds of stuff, through hobbies, through sports, through travel or relationships or sex or food. None of those things are bad. They're all good things, but they just don't last. And then when that experience is over, where do we go for our fulfillment? Where do we go to get meaning in the down times? Well, there's only one place to go, to the god who created you. The Bible says Christ gives meaning to your life. You were made by God. You didn't make yourself. Your parents really didn't even make you. They had a part. (laughs) But they didn't make you. God makes you. If God didn't want to make you, you wouldn't be here. And until you understand that you were made by God and for God, life just is not going to make sense. Until you understand the purpose that he put you here on earth for, you won't be able to step up from the good life to the better life. The Bible says, because Jesus was raised from the dead, Easter, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. It's not just up in heaven somewhere, it starts right now. Now, this is a very, very important verse in the Bible. Notice that this better life, whatever it is, is somehow connected with what Jesus did on Easter. Somehow his coming back to life enables us to live a better life. Also notice that the better life is not just an addition onto your old life. It's not just something you tack on. It's a whole new deal. How many packages say new and improved? We all know what that means. Same old junk on the inside, just different labels. All right? That's all it means, rearranged, repackaged. But God says, I want to give you a chance to start all over again. I play a little golf, very little. In fact, the other day I was arrested for impersonating a golfer. Anyway, sometimes when I play with my friends here, we, we have this incredible thing. We agree to this before the game starts. Incredible thing. It's called a mulligan. Oh, oh, I love mulligans. Now, if you don't know much about golf, that's when you take your first shot and you hit it so poorly that it hits a tree and bounces off and hits your partner in the head, you get to do it all over again. Not hit him in the head, hopefully, but... You get that that first shot doesn't even count. It doesn't matter how big the knot is on his head, it doesn't count. Get to do that all over. I love mulligans. I wish I could get one on every hole. Jesus Christ gives you a mulligan for your life, a do-over, complete do-over. You know all those dumb things you've done in life and you just wish you had done something differently? bad decisions, mistakes, sins, failures, whatever you want to call them. He erases those and lets you start over. What a deal. No more guilt, no more guilty conscience, wiped out, a new start. And you ask, well, how can I get that? Well, I can tell you this, you cannot earn it. You can't work for it. Notice that this verse says we've been given a brand new life. It's a gift. He gave it to us. It's like Jesus said, I'll die for all the sins of the world and pay for everything that's ever been done wrong so you don't have to pay for it. I'll give you complete freedom. I'll give you a mulligan on your life and you will be able to start brand new all over again. And he says, we have everything to live for. That's meaning. That's purpose. We become rich by his death. Jesus gave up everything in heaven, all his glory to come to earth, give it all up, including his life. It says that he was kind enough to give that all up, all his riches, to become poor so we could become rich. Now he's talking about meaning here, not money or things. Jesus Christ could have saved himself from the cross, but instead he gave up everything so you and I could have everything. Wow, what a God. When we plug into him, he shows us our purpose. He shows us how to have real meaning. So this better life is filled with meaning, and and it's more. Number two, it's a life of grace-filled freedom. Grace-filled freedom. The Bible says we're free to live new life In the freedom of God. It almost sounds redundant. We're free to live in the freedom of God. The freedom of God comes by grace. What's grace? It's when God gives you what you need instead of what you deserve. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. Everything you have in your life is because of God's grace. The next breath you're going to take is a gift from God. Your body just does that automatically. Your whole life you owe to the grace of God. Grace is saying, I forgive you even though you can't earn it. I forgive you and and I'm not holding a, a grudge against you. You don't have to pay for anything. Jesus Christ took our sins. Grace is that road to freedom. Now, we Americans love freedom. We fight for it. We want freedom all the time. But Jesus Christ sets us free from so much stuff. I'm amazed that we Americans don't jump on that bandwagon more quickly than we do. Some people totally refuse Christ, but he's all about setting us free. Why don't we just take it? Look at this. He sets us free from guilt. We already talked about that. That's the mulligan thing. He sets us free from the fear of death. When we know God personally, we know where we're going after we die. Joyce Salzburg passed away this past week. And, uh, in fact, 10 o'clock Wednesday, be here. We're having a service to give her and her family honor. So please be here. That's Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Something that was so neat to watch, all this families around, and, and even the way Joyce talked in weeks prior, they're not afraid of death. Now, they're mourning. That's healthy. They need to mourn and go through all that. They're sad, but they're not fearful. And neither was Joyce. She was ready to go, right? She's ready. Let me go be with Jesus. This is kind of boring around here, <laughs> you know? We don't have to fear death. That's because Jesus set us free from the fear of death with all this rising stuff. He sets us free from hurts, hurts that other people cause, from bitterness and anger that we don't know how to let go of. He helps us let go of it. He sets us free from the expectations of other people. Oh, Don't you hate that one? But he sets us free from it. He sets us free from worry and anxiety. Jesus sets us free to stop trying to earn God's favor. Stop trying to just please him so he'll smile at us. Does God like you? That's a question, isn't it? That's a good, does he like you? You may be unsure about that if you don't understand much about grace. Some of you were raised in a religious home or, or maybe you were in a very strict religion. Every belief system in the world can be summarized by one of two words. Do or done. Every belief system either has do or done. All the religions in the world basically say this. Here's what you must do to get God to like you. Then they have their own set of rules. And if you do all these things, then God will smile and say, all right, you're cool. Jesus Christ came to earth to say, that's all wrong. I'm not into religion. I want you to have a relationship with me. And I've already done all the dues for you. You just have to accept what I've already done on the cross. That's grace. You just accept that as a gift. The better life is a free gift. It's free, but it's not cheap. Somebody had to pay for it. It's very expensive. Jesus Christ paid so you could live the better life he paid for your freedom the bible says that he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone now there's a bible word that uh, we don't use too much anymore Uh, it's a word called redemption to be redeemed means your your freedom was paid for the reason we don't use it much today is that word redemption it came out of the slave trading years And in the slave trading years, uh, there were people who would intentionally buy slaves in order to set them free. They weren't for slavery, so they'd buy these slaves and then let them go. The people were called redeemers. They would buy a slave's freedom. That meant that slave was redeemed. Our worship band, that's their name. They're called redeemed. They're free. That's why they're able to play Beatles songs in church. They're free. (laughs) Jesus Christ came to redeem you, to set you free from all the things that enslave you. He says, I want to set you free from it all, and I want to give you a new life, real freedom. So the better life is filled with meaning, and it's full of freedom, a life of freedom. Number three, it's a life of energy, Some of the little ones come up here during the worship time and they'll dance. I think if Keith had 10 songs in the list, they'd be there on the 10th one all the way through. I wish I had that energy. Don't you ever get tired of even just thinking about all the stuff you have to do? I want to read you a story from USA Today. It says, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, a worn-out mother named Maria got fed up with her family's over-scheduled lifestyle. She was constantly juggling her kids' homework, music lessons, soccer practices, swim meets, ballet, and SAT sessions. This turned into a citywide revolt against having too many activities. So last Tuesday night, the entire town of Ridgewood canceled everything so people could stay home and do nothing. The city family night was called ready, set, relax. School officials promised homework amnesty. Sports teams canceled all their games and practices. Clubs and churches canceled all their evening classes. This notoriously overscheduled suburb took a collective timeout. The mayor said, we've all severely overextended ourselves. We're victims of our success. So they planned a night where nothing was planned. Many families actually cooked their own dinner together and helped each other with the cleanup and then played board games unopened since Christmas. Anybody think this is a good idea for Perry County? (laughs) Sounds good, doesn't it? Have you noticed when you're low on energy, little problems become big problems? Have you noticed that when you don't have a whole lot of patience because your energy level is low, the littlest thing just ticks you off. Stupid things. You ever get the feeling that, that there's an idiot light on, kind of on the dashboard of your life, and it keeps going off, and you don't, don't know what it is. You can't figure it out. You know something's wrong, but what is it? I'll tell you what it is. You're running on your own energy, and your battery is getting ready to die. And you were never meant to live on your own power. It's no wonder you're tired all the time. God meant for you to be plugged into his power. He's the one that gives us the power. The Bible says those who feel tired and worn out will find new life and energy. It says you will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God wants you to plug into his power. Here's how Easter defines plugging into God's power. This power is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. That's the power in a person who has Christ in their life. The same power. You think that took some power? Wow. Once the Spirit lives within you, he will bring bring to your whole being new strength and vitality. Have you ever stood next to a, a wall outlet? Just, it's here, you stand next to it. What, what's it do? What happens? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing happens. Now, stick your finger in it, and it's another story. Quite a big difference, though, isn't it? Quite a big difference. And you've got a choice. You can go through the rest of your life living the good life, disconnected from the power of God, or you can live the better life plugged into His power. It's your choice. Now, whichever one you choose, you still have problems in your life. Life is a series of problems. But the difference is when Christ is in your life, you have the energy in your life, the power that you need. The Apostle Paul writes, even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Grace. You may have come to this Easter celebration a little worn out, a little tired. Maybe you're on the edge. You feel like giving up. Maybe there's a relationship and you feel like giving up on that, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Maybe you feel like giving up on your marriage or your job or school. Maybe you feel like giving up on your goals and dreams. Don't give up. Look up to God. Don't give up, give in. Give in to Christ. He will give you the power and the new energy that you need to do the things that he put you on this planet to do. Has God been trying to get your attention? I think he has. I think that's why he brought you here to Cornerstone Church on Easter Sunday, 2013. I think he brought you here so he could say to you, the good life isn't good enough. And he could say to you, I want you to step up to this far better life, the life I intended for you from the very beginning. You say, it sounds good. I'm ready. What do I do to get it? How do I get meaning and freedom and energy? Remember, you can't earn it. You just accept it. It's a gift. You believe it and you receive it. The Apostle Paul wrote, Everybody comes alive in Christ. That's where we come alive. It's a relationship with Jesus that gives you the better life. It's not through religion. It's not through your church attendance. You get it through a relationship with God. In fact, Jesus was the one that said, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That's why he came. He came and in, so we instead of feeling exhausted and empty and entrapped, he says to us, I want to give you meaning and freedom and energy. There are so many people that come to church on Easter, and they make a decision. They say, I'm going to step up to that better life. I want to know God's purpose for my life. But then for some reason, they back out. Why not make this Easter the one that sticks? Why not come alive this Easter? I'm going to close today with a prayer, a prayer that you can pray for the better life. It's kind of like the prayer I prayed many years ago. See, I wasn't always a believer, but there came a time when I just I said, you know, the good life isn't good enough. And I lived a good life. I had a lot of perks. I just got to the place where I... It's not good enough anymore. I want something better. So I stepped across that line of faith. Now, you don't have to pray this prayer out loud. God knows your heart. He knows the very thoughts you're thinking right now. So you don't have to let other people hear you. In fact, you don't even have to say these words. There's nothing magical or mystical about them. I mean, it's really all about the attitude of your heart. You could just say, me too, God. Just mean it. So first, I'm going to pray for you. And then I want you to follow me in a prayer. So let's pray. Father God, I know there are many people here today who have never begun a relationship with you. They know about you. They believe you exist. They just haven't ever really known you. So I pray that you would give them the courage to open up their heart, open up their mind and their life to you right now. Okay, now you pray. Just pray something like this. Dear God, I want to start living the better life. I realize that you made me for more than just the good life. So as much as I know how, I want to start living for you. Thanks for loving me, God. Thanks for your grace. Thanks for sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I don't totally understand this. So you're going to have to help me out with it. But I want to open up my life to you, Jesus. As best I know how, I want to get to know you. So I invite you to be the manager of my life, the CEO, the leader. You call the shots from this day forward and help me to trust you. I want to exchange the good life or whatever life for the better life. Thank you. Amen. Well, the Come Alive series that we've been in, we have one more message this week. So I want to invite you to come back next week because even though Easter's really cool, I mean, it's fantastic. It's everything that I could possibly say good about it. There's still more. There's more. You do not want to miss next week when I talk about this old goat that we live with. Now you're asking, what do you mean the goat? Come and see next week.